Listener production. Hello, Tom Tilly and Jan Fran with you on the briefing. This week, if you've been listening uh, to the earlier episode, you'll know that we've been trying something different, bringing you the headlines in the second half of the episode. Yes, and the headlines will include why Donald Trump Jr. has had to cancel his Australian mm. speaking tour. Um, that is coming up around the 12-minute mark if you do want to skip ahead to the headlines. And do let us know if you like the new structure. I know some of you have already been letting us know and uh, we're very, very grateful for your feedback. So keep it coming. But first, our deep dive with Katrina Blowers. So if you've been seeing the Colleen Ballinger drama all over your social feed and you've been wondering what it's all about, we're about to give you the lowdown on what you need to know, especially now she's issued one of the weirdest apologies ever. I'm sure you're disappointed in my shitty little song. I know you wanted me to say that I was 100% in the wrong. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not going to take that route of admitting to lies and rumours that you made up for clout. If you've been active on YouTube over the last 10 years, maybe you've been a big fan of hers. Ballinger still has millions of followers. She even did a Netflix special. But her public fall from grace has been massive. And her now adult fans are coming forward with some pretty alarming allegations. And many are wondering whether she'll ever be able to come back from this. Joining us on the briefing to take us through how all of this unfolded is Justin Hill, who's the host of Listener's the streaming service. Justin, thank you so much for coming back on the briefing. Now, for those of us who don't know, how did Colleen Ballinger get so famous? Thank you for having me. I mean, Colleen Ballinger is probably a bit of a pioneer in her area. She started a character by the name of Miranda Sings back in 2008. And the character was based off a lot of people who were getting on YouTube, getting on social media. In some instances, they were getting on reality TV and they just had zero talent. We've all seen the viral videos of people singing, yet they can't sing and we cringe and we laugh. And so she created this character called Miranda Sings, who was convinced that she has these amazing talents and that she was going to be a global superstar. And then the hilarious thing is, is that she actually did become a global superstar. So Colleen Ballinger and Miranda Sings across their YouTube platforms have over 13 million followers. She gets hundreds of thousands, if not millions of views on her videos. And she has had everything from a world tour. She's been to Australia before with this character, Miranda Sings, and she also got her own Netflix show uh, a few years back as well. So she's been, you know, always very controversial, has always said this character is, um, is very sort of like more for adults, PG, not really for younger children. We should break down. Miranda sings the character is, you know, as you said, she's she's not super PC. She burps and farts. All and- the things. <laughs> Any kind of like um, trending topic, she's always inserting herself into the narrative. She has done every like trope, every typical YouTube um, video where you know that when you see the, the the preview of it where, and it says, I have a confession, it's usually something really silly or, you know, I want to make an apology. It's usually something that's just not even an apology. It's her just like, like her TV show was called Haters Back Off, you know, and it's just, it's a very indeed of the kind of character that she is. 
Well, let's go through the timeline now. So we first had some allegations against her surface back in 2020 when mm. um, one of her fans, Adam McIntyre, who was kind of the person who rang the alarm originally, he posted some allegations um, of grooming and exploitation that he says yeah. happened when he was a minor. Yeah, and this is the thing. So... We've sort of got a situation where he is obviously a very talented young man. Um, Colleen saw that he was eager, happy to help out. And, you know, um, so he started doing a lot of things for her. He was managing her social media. He was apparently at one point ghostwriting for her. I did read that there was something, and, and obviously this is, you know, kind of like allegations on both parts, where he wrote... Uh, something on on Miranda's social media was very distasteful and then that caused a bit of a rift between Colleen and him and she sort of pulled back from allowing him to have so much freedom. But then in the same breath, he's now saying, well, she like, you know, used me as an unpaid intern and basically I was doing all this work for her. And then there's these allegations of like her messaging fans and being inappropriate with them. She was like making crass jokes and it kind of started, I think, as small, innocent, silly things. And it very much escalated into a space of like, you know, he's now, you know, alleging that she was grooming him. She was sending explicit messages to these people. The screenshots that I have seen have been in the case of like, she was trying to get content maybe. She was trying to get reactions because her character that she's created is is very, um, I mean, ultimately is an adult, but is kind of has like a childlike mind or lives in a childlike state. Her mistake there was is that she thought that what she was saying was perfectly okay, but she just forgot or didn't realise or didn't understand. It actually really wasn't. And what she was saying was highly inappropriate in some instances. Yes, and she has responded to those allegations. She's responded back in 2020 mm. and probably did an okay job because a lot of her fans forgave her. Mm. But Adam McIntyre has never felt sort of vindicated or as though his, his allegations have been dealt with and he's continued to make them. Rolling Stone magazine has done a big expose mm -hmm. on this and they've said that they've made multiple attempts to contact Colleen and her co-creators as well as her husband and none of them have responded. And then about a week ago, Colleen did respond with a super weird ukulele video. Talk to us about this. It's so very strange and I have to say Looking at this situation and looking at what Colleen is accused of, um, you kind of have to go, this is one of the most serious subjects that you can discuss. So then for her to do an apology video, which if anyone hasn't seen it, uh, she posted a YouTube video and she said that her team advised her not to talk about these allegations against her, but they didn't say she couldn't sing about it. And so then she picks up a ukulele and she sings about the situation. The general gist of what she's saying is that initially she says, you know, everyone makes mistakes um, and she sings about being on the hate train. And then she goes on to say that things are being misconstrued and taken out of context and continually brings it back to this like, oh, well, as long as you're having fun, presumably at her expense. So this was her way of defending herself. But the thing is, is the way it's come across is very pre-planned and she even has a moment where she puts the ukulele down and then she looks to camera and she's like, no, no, I've got one more thing to say. Then what she does is a pre-scripted other part to the song. 
So we can't take her apology seriously because if it even is an apology, I mean, I don't think, I think people were saying in the comments, like, like it's so typical of her to do this and that, you know, like it's, she's not even doing an apology. She's doing this again, just to entertain people and get views. But when you see something like that and you think, well, maybe this is going to be a heartfelt, you know, like there are truths and and maybe some exaggerations, some feelings were hurt. Maybe there was some very serious accusations. I guess she's going to try and find middle ground to try and, you know, explain herself. But what she ends up doing is delivering this kind of like pre-scripted, pre-written song. So it's very difficult to like to even take it seriously as an apology. And that was reflected very much in the comments. Well, and you just the ukulele, it just seems so flippant. And you made a good point there about a woman of her age and the expectation around that. I mean, she's 36 years old. Mm. She's a mum. She's a mum. To twin babies. Yeah. What's interesting about this is that she has obviously, this is a, a repetitive behaviour for her because her her ex-husband has now come out and also kind of like spoken about these allegations. She was married to Joshua David Evans. Um, they were together for about seven or eight years and they got married between 2015 and 2016, documented the whole thing. So they were kind of like um, YouTube sweethearts, you know, everyone loved them, their favourite couple. And then not too long after they split up and it seemed to be quite horrible. And he has now spoken up and basically said, all of these people, your feelings are validated. Um, your feelings are, you know, true. You, the things that happened to you did happen. Don't feel like they didn't because this is what Colleen does. She gaslights you. He's like, I was gaslit all throughout our relationship. Whenever I questioned anything that she did, whenever I brought anything up, he's like, I for days would feel like I was you know, completely wrong um, because that's what she does to people when you disagree with her. So, and he's done all of this without naming her or anything like that and and has done it on his Twitter page. So this entire situation has been one of those moments where it's in my eyes for the positive because when one person speaks out like Adam has and is consistent with his message and won't kind of like go away because what happened to him was wrong. But He's spoken up and then that's kind of like spurred on other people to speak up. Now, Joshua has spoken out. Uh, one of the staffers on her Netflix show has also spoken out and, wrote, and written quite a long explanation of her experiences with Miranda, uh, with you know, with Miranda the character and with Colleen and has even accused her of like um, racial microaggressions just because it's a small, you know, snarky comment. The feeling is still there and the intention is still there to, you know, cause you harm or be nasty to you as well. What do you think? Can Colleen bounce back from this? I was looking at her Instagram and she's still got 8.1 million followers. Mm. And I, I went down a bit of a rabbit hole of reading some of the comments and people, I guess, who are staunch Colleen fans are saying that, people are being victim junkies Mm. and making up lies to ruin other people's career and they're attacking cancel culture. Do you think she does have enough of a loyal following to make her 2.0 comeback? 3.0 even? Like, I mean, (laughs) how many times do you get to apologise for your behaviour? I don't know. I really feel like this could go one of two ways and I think that she will needs to be listening to the people around her. Her apology video was probably not a great example of her listening to those people. Um, I think she probably thought that she could tackle it with humour. But the thing is with Colleen is that she's starting to lose her industry supporters. So um, there is a YouTuber who is also a full-time sex worker and OnlyFans, um, you know, worker as well, uh, Trisha Paytas, who only just launched a podcast with Colleen just recently. 
and these uh, accusations that have since come out and I think was kind of like kicked off by the Rolling Stone article that you talked about and then this you know, Netflix person um, speaking out were um, that apparently Colleen was like sending around screenshots of Trisha's nude photos from her OnlyFans account to other people and making fun of her, making fun of her body size. She said she addressed it with Colleen and Colleen said, no, 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 it's completely been taken out of context. I would never do that. Now we've got screenshots of those conversations surfacing on social media. Trisha has now done a video herself uh, saying, you know, that uh, she basically will never, ever speak to Colleen again um, and that, you know, she had no idea that a lot of these other allegations of grooming and abuse were even there. Uh, so they've all been brought to her attention as they have with us. And then obviously, you know, there's this situation with her sharing her own photos. So I think when you start to lose your cheerleaders and your industry supporters, there's a real problem there. And I feel like this is definitely venturing towards like maybe she needs to take a step back, look at what she's doing, have a really hard look at her life and not just try and push forward like this is just something that she can just ignore because these are really serious allegations. I mean, people could take these things further and potentially, you know, it could actually happen. Well, we'll be watching closely. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your wisdom with us, Justin. And if you want more of Justin Hill, and who wouldn't? Uh, (laughs) He's the host of the Listener Network's The Streaming Service. So you can catch him over there on that incredible podcast. Thank you so much. All right, let's get into today's headlines. It is Thursday the 6th of July and the AFL is launching an investigation into a disturbing collection of explicit photos and videos involving over 45 current and former players. And this collection of uh, videos and photos is being shared widely on social media. So it seems to be a pretty well-organised file. It's in alphabetical order of player names includes screenshots of private messages allegedly from legends and current stars, including Brownlow medalists, so very high-profile players. And the clubs have raised the alarm about the images, and there seems to be a very concerted effort by the AFL to get onto this, Jan. Well, yeah, they say that there's been a lot of work involved in getting these images together. As you say, there's a massive file. It's been organised alphabetically by player names. There's been a bunch of um, AFL clubs that have been targeted. But what the AFL has said is that they don't have any information as to why this has happened or what the motivation could be. So they're looking into that at the moment. um, And whether or not they know who's behind it. They certainly haven't released that information publicly. It's just something that they're sort of looking into. Meanwhile, NRL, slightly different code here. Um, but if you're expecting players to do any media come the Origin 3 game next week, mm, that's still a question mark around whether they will because there's a long-running pay dispute where players are saying that they're going to boycott all forms of media before, during and after NRL matches the CEO, though, is warning players that he won't be bullied. So bit of a stalemate in that code as well. Let's wait and see. And Donald Trump Jr. has postponed his planned speaking tour of Australia. It was due to start on Sunday, um, but he says the government didn't approve his visa until 24 hours before his flight. So this is an interesting one, Jan, because there'd been a petition of people trying to stop him coming out. Yeah, well, the government says that they didn't 
necessarily try and stop Donald Trump at all, um, that they didn't intervene in him coming to Australia and that he's welcome to. That was a statement from um, Claire O'Neill, who's the Home Affairs Minister. But the organisation, uh, which is called Turning Point Australia, that was the one that, that was bringing him out, did post something saying that America isn't the only country that makes it difficult for the Trumps, quote unquote, saying mm. this is a short delay, nothing more, hashtag cancel culture. Mm. Uh, so what, what this has led to is a bit of war of words over when Donald Trump Jr. actually applied for this visa. So Turning Point is saying that it was applied for a month ago. The government is saying that it was applied for two weeks ago and it was granted 24 hours before he was due to come, so he was free to do it. Bit mm. of a discrepancy there. We don't know exactly. But um, people who have tickets are being told to hang on to them uh, because they're likely to uh, postpone and reschedule. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. So he's got the visa now, so that's not going to be the question mark. It's just, you know, it's up to them now whether they can find new dates and and make this tour happen. Um if he does, I think this will generate a lot more news given there's already been a fair bit of controversy about it. And we have experienced the hottest day on record this week. Twice the global air temperature was 17.18 degrees Celsius on Tuesday. Um, this is according to the US National Centres for Environmental Prediction. Um, and that was higher than the previous record, which was 17.01 degrees Celsius, which was set on the Monday. So an El Nino has been confirmed by the World Meteorological Organization. That's the UN's weather body. And what that means is that it, overall, it's a bit of a heat spell and experts expect more temperature records will be broken this year. Mm. Mm. Not a great record to break. Yeah, it's a funny one to get in the middle of winter here in Australia. It's been like a fairly cold week on the East Coast, but we're talking about a global average here of over 17 degrees. Um, and I guess, yeah, this, this news about the El Nino is really interesting, possibly heading into a very hot, dry summer here in Australia. So after some very, very wet seasons here in Australia, we could be on bushfire high alert again this summer. Indeed. All right, that is it for today's episode of The Briefing. We'll be back in your feed tomorrow at 6am.